0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon hits back at recent criticism But might be without Hatem El Hamed for AIK tomorrow Could the door still be open for Ryan Kent to return to Rangers this summer And Danny Lennon subs himself on for Clyde at the age of 50 I'm Gordon Duncan Two spring chickens joining me tonight Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yeah and 10 days to go until the first Old Firm game of the season But before that the first legs tomorrow night Two important Europa League playoff games Celtic at home to AIK And Rangers are in Poland To play against Legia Warsaw Two massive games Both financially And for credibility And also Rangers Will they have yet Another signing On their books Is Ryan Kent About to come back On loan We'll know within the next two days Jim Duffy I feel like I could record myself Saying it's another big week For Scottish mm-hmm. football And just play it Every week Because that's yeah. It's got that feel about it This season <laughs> It's breathless stuff And uh, every week it's it's something else yeah and also right at the start of the season and it seems as if there's no time to build into a season anymore uh, Gordon everything and you're judged instantly you know you have a bad result um, like Celtic did last week and uh, you know, the, the volume of criticism is really overwhelming if you have a good result everyone gets carried away and if you're like Daniel Lennon then you go out there and you're 50 years of age and you just play for the fun of it so I'm going to look for my old Adidas Santiago boots uh, which anyone over 50 will probably remember the Barton fans stay tuned for that one over the weekend L141 951 that's the number you need to get in touch tonight Twitter is at Clyde SSB it's a massive week in Europe for both Celtic and Rangers Tomorrow Rangers are in Poland Stephen Gerrard will be doing his media conference soon And we'll bring you anything of note That he has to say Injury concerns for Celtic it seems So Celtic fans who would you pick to get around those Let's start by hearing from Neil Lennon He says some of the criticism aimed at Celtic Is bordering on hysteria After exiting the Champions League to Cluj They needed an extra time goal to beat them Dunfermline In the Betfred Cup at the weekend of course But ahead of the playoff against the IK The Celtic boss says there's no crisis There has to be a sense of perspective And um, I can't control that You know and there's a little bit of hysteria Around things at times um, And that's the environment that You're in in Glasgow sometimes We've lost one game you know, and we scored three goals in it, so it's not all doom and gloom. And we have to, you know, be bullish about things, look forward. You know, it's a big disappointment to be out of the Champions League, we know that. But the Europa League is a very good competition, which we hopefully can prosper in. I wasn't wary of the criticism after the Dunfermline game, because at the end of the day, like I say, you can't control it. So you, do you ignore it? Well, you don't take any notice of it if it's not there in front of you. You know, people might come up and go, well, such and such said that. And, you know, people, are, they have their jobs to do. There's a, a narrative going around that, you know, we may be, you know, a little bit off colour. We're not. We're absolutely not. And um, hopefully the players can go out and show that tomorrow. There are some strong words being banded about crisis, hysteria by by various people. How do you sum up where Celtic are at the moment? Well, I remember this time last year, the exact same thing when he knocked out by AK Athens, didn't get John McGinn. Um, signed up and it was that same thing I mean a lot of it that was actually driven by the manager at the time wrongly in my opinion some of the things that he went public on it should have stayed private Celtic recovered and won the treble and I think just now compared to this time last year Celtic are in a better place yes they've been knocked out of Europe again it was a serious blow they shouldn't have lost at Cluj etc etc 
struggled on Saturday But they got through And the bottom line is All you need to do Jim As you would know mm. Something like that You just want to win mm. Regardless of circumstances Just win and get your name in the hat And I've got another um, Home tie against Partick Thistle To come uh, in the cup But It's a massive 10 or 11 days For both clubs I would say particularly For Celtic In terms of this European game And then having to go uh, to Ibrox and um, you know they want to go there in the best possible condition um, as possible but as I say I think Celtic in a better position but so are Rangers Rangers are much stronger for me this time now than they were last and that's what I've always said I think the, Celt- the title is still there for Celtic but if they slip up this season Rangers will mm. take advantage I mean, Towards the end of that clip We just played Jim Duffy Neil Lennon mm. said There's a narrative going around That we're off colour mm. But we're not mm. Is the truth not quite simply That people are using their eyes And saying well You were off colour against Cluj And you were off colour again Against Dunfermline Is it anything more than that? Well there's periods of the game That sometimes you don't play well And you know Against Cluj for instance Second half Played very well In terms of going forward But uh, he started the game Passively and therefore, you know, you, you, Celtic have, have set such high standards over the last um, few years that uh, unfortunately any kind of dip is going to be, you know, judged um, with that negativity. Um, but ultimately, is it the Dunfermline game? Credit to Dunfermline, first and foremost, for putting up a, a, ter- a terrific show. But Celtic still won. And when you get into any cup competition, there's umpteen occasions when teams have won the trophy. And further down the line, they've had a really fortunate, or this, I'm not saying this was fortunate, but a really fortunate result or a last I mean, minute. Really, it's really all about Cluj then, isn't it? It's getting through. Because it's about Cluj. If yeah. Celtic beat Cluj 4 yeah. 0 yeah. and then scrape past them firmly, nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, after the back of a European match, sometimes there is a little bit of dip, and we've said that many, many times. But I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's all about getting knocked out of Europe to a team that I think most Celtic fans. And I think, rightfully so, thought they were good enough to, to, to win against. So I think it's the disappointment of that. Uh, and then you've got p- the Prague game coming up, although we saw Prague winning 1-0 at Clues last night. AIK, it would have been Prague. Uh, sorry, yeah. it would have been Prague. But I think that um, they, they would have um, you know, fancied their chances to get through into the, the group stages of the, uh, the Champions League. So yeah, I think it's really from that bit. I do believe it's a little bit over the top. It is still very early in the season, um, and there's there's still enough a lot to to play for. And I think the most important thing is Matt was just said there that that both uh, of our clubs who are still in Europe continue to be in Europe after this next round. Stevie has dialed oh one four one nine five one one zero two five from Cote Bridge. Hi, Stevie. Good evening, guys. How are we doing? Good, thanks, Stevie. Uh, I just listened to the start of the programme there and, and uh, they were talking about uh, what's going on at Celtic Park <coughs> sorry and the, the, the hysteria surrounding you know, you know obviously getting put out against Clues which was a very disappointing result after we scored three goals and we couldn't we couldn't hold out and I, I put that down to Neil for the simple reason that we, we, we had Bolongoli at left back and we decided to go with Callum McGregor and it just doesn't work with Callum McGregor it happened to Ibrox and Callum is a weak link. He doesn't play at left back, uh, and he, 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 that showed against both Rangers and against Clues. Uh, the very disappointing ground against Clues. But at the end of the day, uh, as Neil said, we've only lost one game. We started the, the league campaign very well. We've scored a lot of goals. Uh, we've got a tough game against the IK. Uh, so we'll see how that goes tomorrow night at Celtic Park. It'll be interesting to see who lines up if uh, the right back is injured. So, uh, but. It's all not doom and gloom. There's a lot of criticism going on about Neil just now on social media. I think it's been hyped up with the the newspapers and obviously Radio Clyde, Sports Sound and stuff like that. 
uh, I think it's disappointing. I think uh, Neil deserves more. Uh, after all, uh, Brendan Rodgers walked out on us. You know, that's plain and simple. Whatever the problems were with, with Brendan Rodgers and the board, uh, he walked out and left us sort of basically with, with nobody. And Neil stepped in uh, back to Glasgow again, a place he's took a lot of stick over the years, uh, abuse, uh, bomb threats, bullets a lot, and he stuck, stood by his... Uh, he's won titles, got us to the last 16, so I would say to the Celtic fans, cut out the criticism, get behind Neil Lennon. This is a big season for us. I said, at the end of the season, criticise Neil if things don't go, but don't be criticising wanting rid of him just now. Who's going to replace him? Nobody's going to replace him. We're not going to get another Brendan Rodgers. We're not going to spend £2 million or whatever it costs us in wages to get Brendan Rodgers. Uh, and no, no manager... The calibre of Brendan Rodgers is going to come to Celtic with the budget that we have. We've got to be realistic. Uh, getting to the Champions League group stage would have been fantastic. It would have been a huge bonus. But at the end of the day, Celtic at the moment, we are a Europa League team. And let's be realistic, Celtic fans. Get behind Neil Lennon. It's a big season. All the, all the praise is going to Gerard. We've only played a couple of games. We're top of the league on goal difference. Gerard hasn't played us yet. Wait till we go to Ibrox. That'll put a wee marker down. If we can beat, if we can go to Ibrox and beat Rangers at Ibrox, then who's the pressure on then? Who has the pressure on then? It's on Gerard. Gerard must win something this season. Stevie, why then so much criticism from your fellow Celtic fans? Because you can talk about the newspapers, you can talk about radio phone-ins all you want, but the majority of the negativity towards Neil Lennon is coming from the Celtic fans. The Celtic fans who phone yeah. in this show are far more critical of Neil Lennon than anyone on the panel is. Well, that's a small percentage of phone in the show, and it's a small percentage on social media. But they're a vocal, they're very vocal in their criticism of Neil Lennon. And to be honest with you, the fans that are criticising Neil Lennon are actually spoiled on success at Celtic. You know, I've, I've, I've been, I'm, in, I'm 58 year old. I've actually stood at a half empty Celtic park watching absolute dross, you know, when, when the old board were in charge. So I've followed Celtic right through the years. Uh, I was born when we won the European Cup. You know, I mean, I've, I've had a great time being a Celtic supporter. I went through bad times. Seen us doing nine in a row, the first team to do it. Winning the European Cup, getting to Seville. I've watched some fantastic players at Celtic. You go Kenny Douglas, we Jinky Johnston, Bobby Murdoch, Bobby Lennox. I've seen some brilliant players and I've actually seen some dross at Celtic Park. Mm. Absolute players that should never wear a Celtic jersey. OK, let me put the point to, to Jim Duffy and Mark Greedy. Mark, Stevie says it's a minority of Celtic fans who are critical of Neil Lennon. You might be right I couldn't possibly Pretend to have Polled the, them all But the longer this week Goes on I'm starting to think That it's it's not That small a minority No and, and The other thing about it Is unfortunately um, In my opinion is It's been growing For six months Since day one Since Neil Lennon Took over the club I think he's had a raw deal From certain sections Of the Celtic support And whatever Stevie says About newspapers And, and, and Clyde one phone in um, The noise The negative noise Mainly does come From Twitter and all your social media outlets and that's why you know sometimes you just take it with a pinch of salt but people shouldn't because they do want to you know just stir things up so in terms of, of Stevie there he's, he's he's inaccurate you know it's not about the newspapers or, or this phone and it's social media can be um, a horrible place um, to look at and be a part of when you're being um, criticised but what can Neil Lennon do to, to turn that around um, just got to win football games um, Gordon And he, he can't afford And Celtic as a, as a football club To crash out of a, Another European competition You know twice In the space of three or four weeks So 
The AIK game is massive As is the old firm game But first of all He's got to take care of the two back-to-back Thursday games I mean, Jim, you managers will be more than used to people scrutinising your team selection It's sort of what you're there for mm-hmm. However, you get the impression that Neil Lennon's team selection tomorrow Will be under even closer examination Given what's happened recently Yeah, I mean, every every manager, no matter what level You know, people will tell you that uh, you don't know your job Or they think they know better Or players and tactics and all these sort of things and the bigger club you go, then the more opinion you'll have because that's just uh, it's just natural. You've got more supporters, and Celtic have got a huge, um, you know, worldwide fan base. So therefore, any opinion you know is is is, is going to gather momentum, and particularly if if, if they're unhappy. But I, I said at the start of the program, you know, everyone has to just calm down a little bit. It's only a couple of weeks into the season. You know, you might get the odd bad result. You might not start as well as you'd like to be. You might go off to a flyer. It means nothing at this moment in time. It's over a concerted period of time. Uh, and even just now, we've just heard, whether it's Mark and anybody saying, oh, we've got AAK and then Thursday and then the Rangers, the, the fall again. So even in, in over a space of maybe four days, whether it's Neil Lennon or whether it's Stephen Gerrard, there's going to be opinions formulated even over those two games alone. So listen, if you're a manager of a big club, then you have to accept that comes with the territory. But you also just have to bat it aside. You can't get yourself, um, you know, too deep involved in it, uh, because if you do, you'll spend your whole time answering questions um, that um, you know you, mm. no, no one really is going to accept your answer to. Okay, bit of an injury concern for Celtic tomorrow. Hatem El Hamed a doubt after picking up a knock in training. Uh, Lennon says he knows they need to get a good result to take to Sweden next week. We're at home, and obviously we want to take a good advantage to Stockholm. I think they're an excellent side. Some good players, Seb Larson, very experienced, um, rigid, big Scandinavian physical side as you would expect. So it'd be great if we could uh, get on the front foot and you know play as well as we can. We're free scoring at the minute, so we want to keep that obviously vein of form going. You know the players will want to get back out there and show that we've got some European pedigree. I think um, we've got the makings of a very good team. So I hope that manifests itself tomorrow night. El Hamed a doubt who who plays in his place then if if he doesn't make it. Uh, Don't I, say I, Callum McGregor. There's no space for humour on this program, I, as you found out already. I would imagine, depending on Neil Lennon and his staff, depending the strengths of Stockholm in terms of AIK, you know, in terms of trying to negate them and and stuff like that, then he would look at it and make a decision. But I would imagine it would be Christopher Ayer would just shuffle shuffle along and go to right back. Again, depending on what he thinks of AIK, he could go three central defenders and pull near Beaton back into that beside Ayer and use, you know, Forrest and McGregor as wing back. So there's options open to him, but he does prefer a back four. And unless there's a right back out there that we don't know about, then I would imagine it'll be Christopher Ayer. Uh, let's see if Michael in Liverpool's got a suggestion. Who would you line up with tomorrow, Michael, assuming that is an injury concern? Uh, I would go with Johnny Hayes, left back. Okay. I would go with Christopher Ayer at right back. Um, I think he'd put in the centre. <laughs> Julian was absolutely awful on Saturday against Dunfermline. Um, let me think here. Um, Beaton. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Simunovic's available? Beaton's been playing all right as well. Simunovic is available, Stevie. Michael's, you know? I'm Simunovic's eyes. I'm not too. I'm not, I don't really like him either, but we'll have to, if we have to play him, we'll have to play him, eh? Um, but judging what Stevie was saying, some of these comments were agreed with 
other comments, I didn't. Um, basically, with regards to Ibrox, uh, that was correct, and I'm saying that. But what I did notice about that game as well, that see that in Cham, I don't rate him as a footballer. Um, him and Brown at Ibrox were absolute, absolutely awful that day, and they were absolutely awful against Cluj. But what my qualms, qualms are about Lennon is, Lennon has not got a clue about tactics. He should have, when Celtic went 3-2 up, he should have strengthened, the, tightened up the midfield or tightened up the defence, right, and blocked that clue out. And then they wouldn't have scored. He should have just defended for their dear lives. Michael, see that like, point you made about I'm defending a lead? That, you know, you're right, you try and see the game out and you get to 2-1, and particularly you get to 3-2. But you need to choose your words a, a bit better when you're talking about any football manager full-time, part-time that's involved in the professional game, you say, he hasn't got a clue about tactics. That is so disrespectful. Look what Neil Lennon has achieved, not only as a player, but as a manager. And to say he hasn't got a clue, what you could say, Michael, I would do it differently from what he did, but to say that a manager at a club like Celtic, the highest level of where he's operated and what he's achieved, to say he hasn't got a clue tactically, is totally disrespectful and 100% wrong. But, 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 but the thing is, the thing is that he's, 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 he's got it all wrong. I mean, look, look he's got look it all wrong. Well, see, there you go again. He's not got it all shot. wrong. He's not got it all wrong. You can't say he's got it all wrong. What does that mean? He's got and it all wrong. And then, and then he's coming. Then he's coming out on on Celtic websites about oh, we had contingency plans in place. No, he's never. He's at all. The board haven't got a clue either. The board are not spending money. The recruitment's terrible, right? By the, the, the recruitment, the recruitment is questionable. I hundred percent agree with you on that. An improvement is needed. That's not just in the past few weeks. That's been over a number of windows. But to say again about the board, they've spent ten or twelve million quid in the past few weeks. And it's not the board's fault if the players that are bought can't get a game. But they have spent money. It's actually the thing is, Gordon. It's actually the scouting system as well. But she's not very good. I mean, they should have brought John Parks back because he 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 produced some cracking players like Wan Yama and your Virgil Van Dykes and Fraser Fosters and people like that. And Gary Hooper was a cracking uh, centre forward as well for Celtic. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the thing is, I mean, I wanted that. I want. I really wanted that guy for Olympiacos to come to Celtic. He's a cracking right back, right? He would. The, Celtic should always have two diff, two players in each position for backup. And this, that, I love that. I like that guy for Israel, that El Hamid. And I'm like disappointed. Why? Why he's injured, he's got injured again? Well, I think it's a minor knock at this point. We listen. He might still make mm-hmm. it tomorrow. We will see. Thanks a lot to Michael in Liverpool. It's 1025 We're going to take a closer look at Rangers' European opponents next. So, Rangers fans, how do you see that one going? And do you need Ryan Kent? Is this still is this still a thing? Conflicting reports today about the chances of him coming back to Ibrook. So the question for you simply, do you still need him? That's coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompsons.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can call us, you can get us on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. And that's where Joseph has got in touch. He says, could you tell all the Celtic fans to turn out in their numbers tomorrow? I know things have been difficult. We're all still angry with the lack of signings and going out to Cluj. Uh, but I feel we should all get behind Celtic to make sure we get a good result 
going into next week Those are the thoughts of Joseph on Twitter at Clyde SSB If you'd rather call it's 0141 951 1025 uh, Andrew's hanging on the line I think let's take a look at one of the stories doing the rounds regarding Rangers at the moment, reports in the Daily Record this morning Suggesting Ryan Kent could be ready to dig his heels in Force a move to Rangers if you like uh, The Press Association's man in Liverpool Saying this afternoon that perhaps uh, is not the case Because he's been behaving in an exemplary fashion And uh, Liverpool still want a permanent deal This is going on and on and on So maybe the, the, the bigger question is Do Rangers actually still need him? I think if you could get Ryan still Kent him, yeah. and it fits into your budget. I mean, it's not going to be a permanent sign. Rangers can't uh, afford the money, um, you know, whatever it is, minimum seven million quid. But certainly there could be a deal done on loan. Um, but I would expect Ryan Kent being brought up in the environment that he has been at Liverpool um, and the respect it would have for Jurgen Klopp and the other people there. I don't think it would be unprofessional to force a move. That comes down to his agents, his representatives, to go in and try and negotiate something. Um, and you might try and you know really push it through in the last day or two of the window, but with, with two and a bit weeks still to go, I, I can't see Ryan Kent being unprofessional because it's not that Liverpool need the seven million to survive. Was oh, that right? Well, you can just go and rot for the next six months and do nothing. So I don't think there'll be a you know if Ryan Kent doesn't get the move to range or whatever. I don't think he'll fall out with Liverpool, but he'll be disappointed. But I think he'll still be very very professional. All right, let's get the thoughts of Andrew and Crookston. Hi, Andrew. Hi there, how are you doing? Good, uh, well, first of all, I think you would be a bit annoyed because he was left out of the 20s, under-23s um, just the other night there, uh, last week, um, and wasn't even in the, the, the under-23 squad. So I think Ryan Kent will be unhappy, to be honest, at Liverpool. Now, um, the round's going about now um, on social media, etc., etc. Et um, is it Kent, Wall thing for Rangers? Um do we need them? My opinion, my personal opinion, no. Do I want them? Yes. Um, but they're always a but. It would have to be a loan, obviously, um, because we couldn't afford seven million. But I, from what I've heard through the social media, it's something like the Liverpool have dropped our price dramatically. Um, so, um, as I say, it will. It'll take its course. It'll take its course, and as I, I, I put on a, a, a point on um, one of the forums today, I'll, uh, and said, "Look, I, I'll just wait." And if Ryan Kent signs, he signs. If if he does, brilliant. If he doesn't, then it's it's not a lost cause for me. Yeah, mm. just me. Yeah, Jim Duffy. What yeah. options are left open to Liverpool then? Because they're sticking to their guns in the sense that they want a permanent deal. Mm. But if the English window's closed and Rangers yeah. can't afford them. You're hoping a, a bid comes from Europe in the next twelve days, and if it doesn't, th- you know, then then what? Yeah, well, obviously the the option for Rangers is is twofold. You could take them on a straight loan with a loan fee paid to um, Liverpool. You could take them with a loan with an option to buy, which we're seeing now or the talk about um, Neymar having that sort of option. You know, so you know whether that whatever if Andrew's right in his information that I would guess that they would have had to drop the price because no one's came in at the seven million pounds. So there's every conceivable chance that the fee could be less than reported. But you know, I, I would think the best option for Rangers and the option perhaps it might suit everyone if it's going to happen would be. Uh, an initial loan period with an option to buy at the end of the season. Now that option might deter- might be um, uh, determined by if Rangers are in the Champions League or if they win the league and all these kind of things. You know, all, all, all kind of um, 
uh, related to how successful Rangers might be uh, and how much money they may well pay because if Liverpool for instance think well if Ryan Kent's helped you to win the league or helped you to win trophy or helped you to qualify for Europe then we want a part of that we, we want that uh, financial um, you know compensation so that's it. I'm not quite sure, um, Gordon, of the, the, the rules in terms of loaning to the Championship. Remember, the, you, you could loan after three weeks after the transfer window closed back to the Championship. If that's still an option, then, of course, an English Championship club could come in. I think the window is completely closed. Yeah, I, think I, it's complete, I think it's completely closed. I'm not sure. On you go, Andrew. Uh, what, what, I do, what I don't get as well with Liverpool is they've obviously told them he's not getting first-team football. They've then dropped him to the 23s. He wasn't on the bench the other day. I don't know what for reasons. It could be reasons for Rangers. It could be, it could be, I don't know, it could be any reasons. I, I, I do not know. I have no idea. But um, something must be going on. Something must, something must be going on because at the end of the day, he came up here, he let, he let, let's all agree. They did not light up the, the, the Scottish Premiership. It was it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Now they got is Liverpool gonna let that boy just sit at Melwood and you know, just be an under twenty threes player and not be guaranteed a game most weeks? I mean, the bottom line is, Andrew, that he, he, you know, if Liverpool don't fancy him and they don't see any future for him as a first team player, they're not really that bothered whether he's in the 23, whether he's in this young squad or not. Really, they want him out the door and they're going to try and negotiate some sort of deal. At this moment in time, we're, we're aware, obviously, of Rangers' interest, mm. but we don't know about the finances that Rangers have available just now because they have, even just as recently, brought on Andy King. Uh, Stephen Gerrard's been speaking in Poland tonight, head of that game. Tomorrow, he says. Uh, we're not afraid of Legia players. We respect them all. They're a big name in European football. The key to us of reaching the group stages is maintaining the positive start uh, we've had. He praises the fans. He talks about their confidence. Um, it's different to compare this test to other tests. One thing's for sure, this will be tough. I have a big belief and I back my players to stand up. No fitness concerns. Uh, if we reach the level we did against Mitchelland, I have confidence we'll find a breakthrough. So perhaps that's a significant one. Go into it with a, a full squad at the moment. You know, certainly that improved strength and depth from last season is working so far, very early, but it's working so far, and they'll have the, the same group to choose from tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a strong squad, so much so that they can leave their, their, their you know record signing. Certainly, Stephen Gerrard's time out of the the squad, you know, is in, there's been questions about Bolingoli and uh, and Julian. So, you know, um, questions too about the 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 form um, that the player finds himself in um, at the moment, um, but. That said, you've got strong defenders in, in Connor Goldson, a right good goalkeeper in, in Alan McGregor, and the you know the bits and pieces that I've picked up about Legia Warsaw, uh, and bearing in mind Rangers good, you know more than decent European record under Stephen Gerrard, I would fancy Rangers to come away with a score draw tomorrow. Night. Well, we've been doing our homework in the form of former Hamilton defender Ziggy Gordon. He's tipping Rangers players to be able to cope with the hostile atmosphere they'll face in Warsaw. The 26-year-old played in the Polish top tier as recently as last season, uh, and he thinks his former teammate and ex-Hearts winger Arvidas Novikovas will be the man Rangers need to watch out for. Well, we're talking about two super clubs, both with very similar atmospheres uh, at their home ground, so it'll be nothing new to 
both sets of players in respect to valuing each player it's, that's too difficult to call all I can say is Rangers of new is a different animal to Rangers of the past few years I think Steven Gerrard's got them playing a particular brand of football that all teams can admire and uh, will also be very frightened of in, in terms of who the favourites are it's, it's a real difficult one to, to call both teams are used to winning but if I had to put my money where my mouth is I would say Rangers just because of the emphatic victories of recent and I think they're scoring too many goals uh, and, and won't concede many um, especially going to Warsaw I think it'll be a real hostile atmosphere from the first minute but I think the Rangers players by now will be well educated of what to expect and I, I'm sure Steven Gerrard has, has told the players um, how to handle themselves because it will be tense, it will be nervous, um, especially in Warsaw. I think a lot of the responsibility will lie with Novakovas, who I know very well. I know his strengths very well and he's a very dangerous player and Rangers really need to take uh, a lot of time to analyse him and make sure that they, they stop him because he's a major threat for Legia and, and something they'll, they'll want to use. Ah, so there we go Inside track From a man who knows Warsaw Knows Polish football yeah. well Ziggy Gordon uh, Good to hear from him I suppose Stephen Gerrard Right Jim Of course you, you analyse the opposition You look at the strengths and weaknesses But for him Surely it'll be more about Just trying to recreate What they've done In the in the previous qualifying rounds Yeah I mean They've went to some um, You know Tough places already In some hostile environments They've managed to okay, You know Deal with that Both this season And last season you know, I think most people think that the you know the Lazio Warsaw will be a you know a tougher team to play against. I think Rangers are in good form. You know, seems to be real confidence about the place. Stephen Gerrard has been in trying to instill that mental toughness into his team since, since the day he walked in the door. That's part of the reason why he's went in heavily again in the transfer market to have that competition that for for places and then make sure, as as Mark said, they're top signing three and a half million. Helen, they're not not been able to right. force himself in the team because the guys that are in the team are playing well, and that's what he's wanting. So he, they know. They have to go there to Warsaw mm. and do the, a similar sort of job. But uh, I, I, again, I think um, without knowing too much about Lazio Warsaw in terms of where they are just now, um, you know, I think it's going to be a really tough game and hopefully Rangers do enough to get through. I mean, Mark, I they're, they're eighth in the, the Polish top flight at the moment. Mm. So that doesn't sound like a team that's flying high, full of confidence mm. and playing at the absolute top of their game. They're under a wee bit of pressure, obviously not the league champion. So yeah, in, in eighth position, that would suggest that Rangers have... I've got more than a good chance and I, and I fancy Rangers to, to win the playoff and just getting back to the point about Holanda three and a half million quid mm. Stephen Gerrard's most expensive signing um, I think that's really strong management to leave a player the cost that money out Not he's, back, he's, in he's, he's, he's back, back in the squad now though he's back in he was originally out and he's now an back in no what? no just, I think it was just a numbers game um, right. I think it's Brandon Barker is midway so, but anyway Hollander's back in the squad it was, it was, it was out at 20, 24 <laughs> yeah. hours ago an easy thing would be just because he is a player that's cost more than 3 million quid yeah. I'll just have him in my squad because it'll not attract attention mm -hmm. if I leave him out of the squad it attracts attention people ask why mm -hmm. my scouts are like, like Neil Lennon with ball and goalie the easiest thing to do would have been to have played him but the strongest thing to do and the right thing to do is if he wasn't good enough you don't put him in let's speak to Davey who's a Liverpool fan from Pollock hi Davey Oh, how you doing, lads? Good evening, everybody. Hi, Davy. But I just like to make a point, and I was listening to last night's show, uh, and I was I was talking about Neil Lennon, etc. And and a couple of the pundits were saying that they, they still fancied Celtic to win the league. Now, I would I would totally disagree with that for one simple reason. 
Last season when Stephen Gerrard took over, and I'm a Stephen Gerrard fan, obviously, uh, when he took over at Ibrox last year, he brought in a wealth of talent that, would, that, that needed time to knit. And we didn't see them knitting, basically, until the last seven games of the season. And they've carried on this season at, at the same way they left off defensively. He's, he'd add, he's added some fantastic additions to his, his pool, which are, what, which are playing... Uh, on, on a regular basis, they've had a lot of boy Ojo and Aribo and different players like talents. Now, the only way I would disagree with the situation with the pundits were saying last night was because Celtic are now going to need to do the same thing. Because it's a centre half and a left back when they get knocked out of the cup there that they weren't confident in playing. So they already lost their centre back to Leicester City. The right back, I think, went back to Dortmund. So Celtic are on the same wavelength as what Rangers were last year, right? And new Rangers have progressed that much. If you're talking about Tolian, to be fair, Davey, he was never really a, a part of what Celtic did last season. Lustig went away though. I mean, but so yeah. I suppose that that he was a more a regular player, Mikael Lustig, yeah. over the last six six years. Well, that's the point I'm making. So, mm-hmm. so, so the point I'm making is that Celtic have now got to settle in players, the same as Rangers done last year. And they're not going to do that easy. Disney, what like that? Yeah, a player can settle in within a week or two weeks. So they're going to need some time. They're going to need some time to settle into. And maybe this year, it might be Rangers' turn to. I'm not saying it will be. I'm saying it might be Rangers' team uh, turn to say, well, they've got a settled team now. And while Rangers are Celtic are settling their team in, they might be dropping points here and there, and Rangers will continually win. I mean, Davey, surely every team that signs players though has this. I mean, Rangers Rangers have signed players as well, and yet they're doing well so far. But, but you know, Aribo is, is settling in. He's doing it well. Don't, so don't Celtic, misunderstand. Gordon, Celtic, and, and, and domestically, both teams have started well. There's, there's nothing between them and domestically. You know, so over the course of 36 league games, you know, consistency is always the them is who, who's successful and who's not. But for me, I agree with Davey in the sense of, uh, that Stephen Gerrard has learned from last year because he had to learn. He learned the Scottish game, he learned the Scottish mentality. Also, teams that play against Rangers have sometimes that wee bit extra motivation because it's a big club, similar when they play against Celtic, all these sort of things. But Celtic handled a lot of those situations better last year, managed to nick victories, whereas Rangers didn't nick enough. I think he's tried to address that by this, the competition he's got now, as I mentioned, and the squad strength. And he's and, and again, I think it will be a lot even, but I don't just see it just being a Rangers steamroll in the league or anything like that. And it's always more difficult to cross that finishing line. You can get close to it, but how do you cross it as winners? Thanks to Davy in Pollock, Celtic have made a new signing today. We'll talk about him after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Weary and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. In 24 hours or so, we'll have big European nights underway. Uh, Celtic playing against AIK Rangers against Ligia Warsaw. So we're building up to those big games, but anything else that's on your mind, please do share it. 0141 951 1025. Celtic have made a signing today. They confirmed uh, a move for 19 year old Jonathan Afalobi on a three year deal. Lennon sees him as a work in progress. He's a young striker. He had a very good uh, Euro under 19s tournament. Irish. He'd been released by Southampton and the scouts, you know, got good reports on him. So 
he's coming in. He's training with the first team at the minute, and well, yeah, he's, he's a young player who you know we we'll hope will progress while he's here. So you know we want to develop him in the right way. He's missed out on a little bit of pre-season work, so he has a bit of catch-up to do as well on that. Uh, so like we we said there. Um... He at the weekend when we spoke about him, Jimmy was mm-hmm. described as sort of a winger or a striker. You're mm-hmm. hearing Neil Lennon calling him a striker. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much we can can read into that. So Celtic have Eduard mm-hmm. Griffiths and Bio. Mm-hmm. Would the recruitment of a fourth striker suggest that Neil Lennon might be entertaining two up front at, at some point? No, I don't think would, so. Would you, would you recruit four <laughs> if you were only playing one more yeah. often than not? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. top clubs will definitely do that. But I think, as you said, it's it's one to develop. I don't see him in, in in that group of four, if you want to call it that, anytime soon. I think Bio's still got a bit to go to try and force his way at this moment in time. Celtic have two who I think they can rely on. And, um, you know, I think they need more than that at times. I mean, but it's it's one of those ones where in the in the the... the the youth system that there hasn't been a natural centre forward if you want to call it's come through the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mikey Johnson played there a few times, and you know different players have tried it. Uh, Jack Aitchison, etc. There's been a few young boys, but none of them really, if you want to call it. I know Mikey Johnson again played a couple of times the centre forward, particularly against Rangers, didn't quite work out. So I think they're looking to maybe get someone just a little bit different, um, someone to you know to, to kind of try and develop in that in that role. And if you don't find one through your system, then you bring one in, a 19-year-old from another academy, which has always been a very good academy, let's be honest. Mm. Um, Southampton's academy is one of the best in England over over the last, you know, you know maybe 10, 15 years. So I think you'll, have, you'll already have, um, you know, a good grounding there and uh, good habits and attributes. And it's just to, to see whether Celtic can add to that. Th- this season is not for mm. work in progress. This is about getting, I think, Neil Lennon... And the board have to go and bring in another striker, a striker who's ready to go and play and make a proper contribution. Dembele's um, uh, Edwards there all day long as your main striker. Lee Griffiths at the moment is your backup. But if I'm a manager, if I'm Neil Lennon, and said, "Yeah, I know what Neil, I know what Lee Griffiths can can bring me, and I can rely on him." But can I rely on him for the next nine or ten months for obvious reasons? I don't think you should take Lee Griffiths for granted as a manager when there's so much riding. On this season Therefore You need to go and try, try And bring in another number eight And with the greatest respect To Afalabi I don't think it's going to be him uh, That's why You need to go and try And look at bringing in Another goalkeeper But it's two two different parts Of the club I think I think that's the, the thing Mark. Yeah I think I'm just a, talking about Obviously we, we're getting yeah, That information yeah, so The manager's been asked it. about it But yeah. if you're the manager yeah. What I'm saying yeah, is he's going to get asked about know, it. This isn't a season Look at what Neil Lennon's had In the past two games He knows This isn't a season For working pros Look at the players Rangers are signing It's no working progress players Proper players but Neil Proper Lennon men to have That's just why you need to go and do it And you need to bring in a goalkeeper as well And that's what he's trying to do Neil Lennon for me Would have just liked that boy To come in and just go into the reserves Or call it you know, whatever squad you like But unfortunately He's getting asked about that So therefore I think that's why I, I don't think there's any way whatsoever He sees that Or the, even Celtic see that As one of the guys to compete not Certainly not in the, in the, in the short to medium term Because Bio is there Just because we've not seen a lot of him yet Doesn't mean that you just suddenly yeah. discount him I mean yeah. the whole point was He was supposed to be up to speed by now That's why he was brought in earlier last season Yes no. that's perhaps not happened But that doesn't mean to say it won't happen In the coming no, weeks and months Again I would imagine that if he was You know kind of ready and up to speed that I think we'd have seen a bit more of him now But, but the information I have is that, that and not, not about Bio Just in terms of that probably wanting another striker, um, and, and and I can totally understand why. Dougie's in Airdrie. Hi, Dougie. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Mark. Hi, Jim. Hello. 
Um, I need to declare I was one of the one of the callers last season uh, that phoned in and said that Neil Lennon was the wrong choice for the job. Um, I don't think we'd worked hard enough to find an appropriate manager to replace Brendan Rodgers, and I felt Neil was a cheap option. And that wasn't to say that I didn't appreciate what he'd done before, and the fact he's a legend in Celtic as a player and as a manager, but I just felt we had taken a, a retrograde step and an easy step by appointing Neil. Um, and the thing that's the thing that's frustrating me is when I hear Celtic fans who are phoning in just now to say that we've lost one game this season, um, which is, is factually correct. But this hasn't just been this season. When Neil took over, the last 10 games of last season were appalling in terms of the performances. You know, and I, and I made the point that he probably wouldn't have a better score to deal with than the one he inherited from from um, Brendan Rodgers in terms of the quality players with Benkovic being there and such like. And the fact that he couldn't get him to play just illustrated, you know, in, in some... I, I'm not going to call him clueless, but I do think he lacks some of the the tactical nous that other managers have now adopted. Um, just on... Something that you said already Dougie Granted Even if you do think That the performance levels Towards the tail end of last season Weren't as good as you would have liked them to be That's you know that's absolutely fine But surely to see Celtic over the line Clinch the title Win the Scottish Cup Surely you can't do that With appalling performances That sounds pretty strong Well no but it is If you look at Yeah you're right Gordon In, in context If you look at it over the last three seasons The performances of Celtic going you know, in the last ten games of the season Were pretty appalling uh, if you look at it in terms of did they win the games? Yes, they did. But the quality of football in some of those games we scraped through, similar to the one where we didn't defend like the weekend. We scraped through games. We didn't win um, the way they've been winning over the last three seasons, or even you know to, to the extent where, when Neil was in before. You know, but we also have to remember that Neil Lennon was was ninety minutes, forty five minutes actually away from quitting because we were three that nil down at Kamarnik, and he lost his way with Celtic. And my concern is is that, yeah, he stepped into the breach when we needed him, but we did not do enough work to try and find an appropriate manager to replace Brendan Rodgers. So he's come in with that mindset. And, and I know that Stevie, I think, was the earlier caller that said that it's only a, a, you know, a small minority of the Celtic supporters. I don't think it is. You know, I think there's, there's a growing... It might still be the minority, but it's a growing minority that will soon become the majority who will question whether Neil Lennon was the right person to step into this role. And my, my, you know, we have no divine right to win a game, you know. But when you play, when you buy players and you pay the amount of money we uh, paid for players, particularly Bongoli, um and Julian, there's an expectation that they're going to be good, you know. And that expectation is down to the fee that we pay for them. When you then go into probably what is the most important game of our season, and you can't play the players that you've supposedly bought because you have less confidence in them. And then you play probably one of the most effective midfield players that we have, and probably one of the best players in Scotland, and you play him at left-back. It's it's an appalling lack of judgement. Who will play left-back tomorrow, Dougie? Given the squad that we've got just now, I would prefer, like, listen, if you're going to spend £3 million on a player, you would expect it to be that player. But when Johnny Russell's come in, Johnny Russell has been... Johnny, Johnny Hayes. Johnny Hayes. Uh, Johnny Hayes, sorry. Johnny Hayes. Johnny Hayes has been competent in that position. And he would have been competent in that position last week. Um, and I don't see the point in weakening probably one of the strongest areas of the team to accommodate a failure of judgment. Tell me this, Dougie. You used the word competent there, whether it's, whether it's Johnny Hayes, whether it's a gamble and balling goal or whatever. But for me, why should Celtic 
you know, Neil Lennon, you as a Celtic supporter, whether you're a season ticket holder or, or, or whatever, why should Celtic be settling for competent players in any position? They shouldn't be. I don't disagree at all. You know, but they're out and getting the very. Doogie's talking yeah, about what's available yeah, tomorrow, yeah. though. That, but that, that's my my bigger point. They should be going out and getting the very, very best they can within their budgets, and going to do it. And at the moment, do they have that? And then no, in two or three positions, they don't. That's why there's big room for improvement between now and the closure of the window in September the second. You're absolutely right. But if you look at the 25 million that we've just taken in for Kieran Tierney, you know, and again, it's you can accuse. Uh, Peter Lawler of being penny pinching and everything else. You know they're on a very, uh, a very um, financially stable club, um, and we're working a methodology that allows us to take money and fees in, and, and we pocket that, and we'll try and develop players. But going back to what you said earlier, in the context of this season, you know we're going for nine in a row. We had an opportunity to get through, and and it's easy, and it, it really infuriates me when I hear Celtic supporters say. Well, we don't we don't care about the cup. It's easy to say that when you've been knocked out. It's easy to say that we don't care about competition. We're no longer in. But we slaughtered Rangers supporters last year for that exact same attitude when they get knocked out of the cups. You know, so I get infuriates me when I hear our Celtic supporters say that because we've been knocked out and knocked out of a tie. It's not against the Barcelona or Real Madrid. It's knocked out of a tie that we should have won, and we should have won it comfortably. And we didn't because of the way that we set up our team and the performance on the night. Okay, Dougie, I'm going to have to leave it there. My apologies. We're already late for this. Thanks for the call. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Let's take a breather. It's beat the pundit time. Your chance to win a signed ball if you can get one over on Jim Duffy or Mark Guidi. If you want to play tonight, you have to give us a call before 7 o'clock 0141 951 1025. And it could be you playing beat the pundit after the news. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. The form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Keep the calls coming We've been hearing from Neil Lennon It was his press conference day Ahead of Celtic's European tie tomorrow Stephen Gerrard's doing his Well has just done his I should say In Poland in the last hour or so From one Lennon to another We're going to speak to Danny very soon The Clyde manager subbed himself on last night At the age of 50 Let's do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Yes, it is beat the pundit time. It will either be Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy, but it will definitely be Stuart from Musselburgh. Hi, Stuart. Hiya. As a Rangers fan, Stuart, what are you thinking ahead of this game tomorrow then? Be quietly confident, I think. What's that based on Just the, the previous European results this season Just form For both teams We're playing well And Warsaw are a bit Low in the league at the moment So you never know Okay well I think We're all looking forward to it That's for sure We'll find out what happens uh, On tomorrow night's show Let's toss the coin Stuart And see who you're going to be Taking on If it's heads It's Mark Guidi And if it's tails It is Jim Duffy It's tails Jim Duffy Against okay. Stuart from Musselburgh So let me give Jim Duffy Something else to listen to I'll hook him up With some Clyde 2 For the next couple of minutes and that way you can't listen to you, Stuart. You've got 30 seconds, head-to-head with Jim. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. You ready? Yep. What age is new Celtic signing Jonathan Afolabi? 19. Which team were relegated from Scottish League 2 into the Lowland League last season? Uh, Stenhousemuir. Name any of the two English teams Paul Hartley played for. 
Middlesbrough. What was the name of the Polish player to join Rangers from Dundee in 1999? Pass. What is the name of Air United's home ground? Pass. How many squirrels appear on Kilmarnock's badge? Two. What is the name of Scotland women's head coach? Shelly Gaff. Okay, let's bring Jim Duffy back. Jim, can you hear us? Yep. Great. Same set of questions to you, shall we? Yep. What age is new Celtic signing Jonathan Afolabi? Which team were relegated from Scottish League 2 to the Lowland League last season? Derek Rangers. Name any of the two English teams that Paul Hartley played for. Millwall. What was the name of the Polish player to join Rangers from Dundee in 1999? What is the name of Air United's home ground? Oh, I don't know if it's changed now. I'll pass. How many squirrels appear in Kilmarnock's badge? One. What is the name of the Scotland women's head coach? Shelley Kerr. And which current English Championship team did Gary McAllister manage in 2008? Leeds United. Okay. Stuart, what do you make of Jim's attempts? You fancy your uh, chances? He's beat me. He's you think so? Me. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he sounded confident. He was flying through them. The first one, which, uh, what age is New Celtic signing? Jonathan Afolabi. He's 19. You got it right as well, Stuart. So it's 1 all. Uh, which team were relegated from Scottish League 2 to the Lowland League last season? It is Berwick Rangers. Jim Duffy goes 2 1 in front. <laughs> For Paul Hartley down south You had the choice Of Bristol Or Bristol City Or Millwall You went for Middlesbrough Stewart So Jim goes 3-1 in front He then made it 4-1 Because it was Darius Adamchuk I, I, I sold him So I should know oh, that one dear me Talk about an advantage Stuart Was that <laughs> ringing any, Is it ringing any bells No <laughs> Before my time Ah see right The name of your United's home ground You just panicked it no, was just, no, to watch me because they're changing all the names. Somerset, we would have settled uh, yeah. for Somerset. But I, I, I was thinking, it's no, you get the energy stadium no, and so no, and so no, and so. No, 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 it was simple. Down, down the middle, Somerset yeah. Park. So it's still four-one. Jim Duffy, uh, was it a fight back, Stuart? You managed to get two squirrels on Kilmarnock's right, badge. Good. Stuart knows his wildlife. Um, and then it came down to Shelley Kerr. You both mm. got that. So Jim Duffy still comfortably in front. And I'm afraid, Stuart, he got to the last question and you didn't and he got Leeds United, which is right. So that's two, three, four, five, six for Jim and three for you, Stuart. Hard lines? No problem. Thanks for thanks for having me. Nope, thanks for, for taking part, Stuart. The pleasure is all ours, but Jim Duffy is the man who keeps the sign ball. Two squirrels. You'll never forget that. Listen, I'm going to say nothing about that squirrels whatsoever. Good. I think that's, how's, how's the, that's uh, for the best. How have the punters been doing this season? Um, a couple Yep a couple, couple I think three This season three. So what are we back Is this our third week back We're averaging one a week This is our fourth week back Oh mm. Need to get the finger out I think Bit of work yeah. to be done Yeah bit of work to be done Certainly Okay 0141 That's the number you need to call If you want to talk football with us tonight uh, Predominantly looking ahead To two massive European qualifiers Tomorrow However I'm delighted to say We're now joined on the line uh, By Clyde manager Or should that be player manager Danny Lennon Danny how are you? How are you gents? You well? Not too bad Danny How are the legs this morning? Good. Yeah they're, they're surprisingly fine So they are And um, There's nothing to worry about guys here I'm just, I'm just going through A wee midlife crisis So <laughs> I'm after turning 50 Hopefully it'll pass Very very quickly Most people just got a tattoo Or something Danny Oh I know Somebody Somebody <laughs> my, my boy, he follows that Simon Ferry And he says, uh-huh. see Danny's taking it well after the divorce <laughs> So apparently this is Apparently this is the new the new I'll get up to I'll let you get up to speed with it You, might, you certainly miss the, the dressing room, don't you, gents? Uh, like Danny, talk us through it For anyone who doesn't know the story you, you subbed yourself on in the second half It was your team Clyde against Celtic Colts In the, the newly revamped Glasgow Cup last night Talk us through then the, the decision Ultimately why or how that came about well, the, the decision was that 
the club had made a decision, a conscious decision to, to enter the Glasgow Cup this year. And the reason being that we found it difficult in terms of last year to get boys' game, competitive games, you know, for players that hadn't been getting regular first-team action uh, to keep their levels up. And that meant that we would then have only, you know, we would have one game a month and we could then find another one uh, throughout that month, but it would be a little bit easier for us. So that was really the thinking in that. Now, when it then came to the tournament to start yesterday, um, we were going through last week and we'd picked up We've picked up five injuries uh, for the first team squad. Had a couple of. Um, I'm waiting on international clearance coming for a wee guy, a, a player from Tenerife, and one from Australia that could have possibly participated in the, in the, the cup tournament as a, a trialist. But their clearance didn't come through. Uh, we then felt that we thought we could have tapped into the. The 21s and the under-19s that are associated with um, Clyde at this moment in time. But because these clubs, are st- the players are still on youth forms, you know, the SY forms, etc., it meant that they then had to be deregistered and re-registered as um, amateur players and then deregistered again and then back to their youth forms. And that was just too much work for the admin team in such short notice. So... The only other backup plan was myself and um, Chris Fahey, uh, the goalkeeping coach. He went down as a trialist, um, and my, my um, I went back from professional to, to amateur. Did we move no fancy it? No. So we could get oh, listen, you imagine him. You get you're nothing him in the dugout, but um, mm-hmm. you know he was uh, he wouldn't put himself in the fire and anything like that. Neither he would uh, Jim, but. Um, mm-hmm. He still, he still bars, He still talks a great game. So he does. He still talks a great game. <laughs> Danny, I'm wondering if you ma- did you manage to did you manage to enjoy it? Did you enjoy the occasion? Did it feel good being back out there? Or I don't know. Given it's been so long, were there any nerves? It's the longest substitution I've ever made. <laughs> because I'm hoping that the guy that was, you know, it was only the fact that young Liam Allison who did very very well. It was only the fact that him coming off with uh, an injury that was going to force me to go on there. So I was hoping, you know, as, as 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 I'm getting ready to go on there, I'm hoping that he's going to say, no, I'm fine. But it wasn't it be. And then the wee, the wee butterflies came back in the belly and I said, well, that's good. That's, you, you, you certainly still care. And then when you go and take that that moment, uh, it was nice and I enjoyed the experience. But hopefully it's a one-off, gents. Yeah, I mean, I think it was 10 years ago since you last played competitively for Cowdenbeath against... Dumbarton, does it all? Uh, did it all come? Did it all come flooding back to you, or did, did it feel like a lifetime ago? No, listen, I've I've always kept myself relatively fit. You know, I, I love the gym every day. You know, I pride myself on on that, um, and I need my daily fix basically. And I always felt that, you know, if we could get through the second half, and I was watching the clock going down, and if we got by twenty five minutes in the second half, I said, ah, I'll, I'll coast. I'll coast the last twenty. Or I'll certainly handle that. Not close. That'll certainly last us twenty. Um, so I would, I, I would. But it was a good wee experience because sometimes, as you know, Jim, you think maybe in the touchline you can't really get in contact with your, your players, even though the crowds are enormous. But it's hard to get the, the voices across and whether they're hearing you. And likewise, and I always, I, I've always um, taken it that my particular bigger players, you know, my centre backs, I thought they were. You know, quiet on the pitch. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to have seen them bossing more and you know, just leading the example. But then when I was just in, sitting in front of them there last night, they never shot. They were absolutely fantastic. So sometimes when you're on that technical area, 
you know, you might be seeing the same movie, but you don't hear it, and and they were fantastic at that. So um, that was good to to to, to realise that there is people taking that onus uh, on the pitch there, and, and it was also good for them and the younger players that you know at that stage of the game, even at two one prior to getting the the very very late goal uh, to make it three one. You know, there's a way that you can win a game with just pulling people in and using that that communication. Um, but experience comes with so hopefully as much as the players helped me hopefully one or two of the younger ones took a little bit to how to manage the game out at that stage I think there's a, there's hope for a, a few of the, the golden oldies because Barry Smith played for Brecon in the Betfred earlier on the season I think he was 45 oh. so oh. I think guys that keep themselves fit guys look other I mean me personally for not the fact that Danny's forget the age factor I think if you've got a, a really good pro it can get and help young players reserve for instance used to get them guys at the end of their career would go in and play and really talk the guys through the game it is invaluable unfortunately it's a kind of dying breed you don't really get that now so I'm sure that you enjoyed it Danny as I said and I think you might have caught the bug again I can see you plenty I can see another couple of games coming up shortly for you well the next round of the Glasgow Cup's going to be there because you won last night well, there you go. So one on one would probably do, Jim. Uh, perfectly honest, and you've no real due respect going to come up against a, you know, a Glasgow Celtic and say, you know, that that their youth budget is be- better than some some SPFL's um, first team budget. Well, I can um, I can exclusively reveal that Jim Duffy was going to make <laughs> a comeback this week, but he's just fallen off his. Stupid. No, but the thing is, I was just saying, there's don't butterflies don't in his stomach. I think there's a, I think there's a couple of steak pies in mine. <laughs> Jim Duffy has just fallen off his stool, but he's back and he's fit. I can always remember when Jim retired through injury throughout the game and then making your comeback. What age were you then, Jim? Well, I made I came back a bit in my thirties, but then I kind of gave it up again. But I played reserves until I was about forty, Danny. Yeah. But I think that uh, I, I know guys like Andy Milne, obviously, oh, yeah, a fit guy. Andy, uh, Danny, as I said, Barry. There's there's a few now, and there's a few sports now. I think that that guys are playing longer. Obviously, you know Andy Murray and all these kind of guys, the tennis players, used to finish at thirty. So I think the looking after yourself, diet, etc. Um, it's definitely helped people prolong their, prolong their careers Well Danny, thanks for joining us We'll be watching with interest to see if it was a one-off Or if you've got the bug Great, great show guys Keep All up the best, Danny. Good man, that was Danny Lennon Clyde manager, turned out at the age of 50 Not tempted then Jim, you're not, not, get the, <laughs> not listening to Danny and thinking, maybe Listen, uh, you know, if, if I walked onto the pitch now Never mind, uh, just kicked the ball I think it would be an absolute miracle I think I need to go to Lourdes first Before I start thinking, considering playing football There we are, that was Danny Lennon 01419511025 If you'd like to join us on the phones David's in Wisher, he's done just that Hi David How we doing, okay? Yeah, good David Hi David Just basically asking Jim Jim Duffy How do you think the, the matches will pan out over the, the two legs, Jim? For what team, David? Uh, both Rangers and Celtic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, in terms of both, um, you know, opponents, I think that they're, they're, they're tough, definitely tough. But I think Rangers seem to be in a really good place just now. I think there seems to be, you know, uh, a calmness around Rangers just now, and so I expect Rangers to go to, to Warsaw and, and win that game. I actually think it might work in their favour. The fact that the, the fans are, you know, really. Uh, you know, hostile. Uh, well, they say hostile, but it's certainly enthusiastic, and sometimes that can put pressure on them. And whether they can, 
to you know deal with that or not. So I think Rangers will come back with a positive one 0 win. Um, as far as Celtic's concerned, I think certainly in the first leg. Um, again, I, I think that like any good team and good players, you respond to criticism, and I think Celtic will respond to the criticism. Um, and and I, I can see them winning the game in a two, a two goal margin. What that'll be two 0 if you want. I'm not sure, but I, th- I think there'll be a two goal swing for Celtic, and uh, hopefully that'll be enough to see both teams through. Just uh, regarding the midfield, here is Jim. Who who do you think is best uh, accomplished for moving on? Say that again, so I can hear either. See regarding the mid, the, but both sides have had regarding midfield players and what How do you see that pan now? In terms of variation, how you play? Well, I don't think they'll change their styles. I think I mean, Rangers will play four three three. I think that, that I don't think that that will change, and, and and I think that Celtic will play. I, th- I still think Scott Brown will be an integral part, although he had, uh, by all accounts, a poor game against Cluj and made that uh, mistake for the for the penalty. But I still think he'll play. I think uh, McGregor will be back in the midfield. I don't think there's any mm. doubt about that. Um, so no, I, I don't I don't think I think Celtic will still play with a lone striker. So I don't think the midfield will, will change too much. I don't think the system will change. As I've said before, I think that um, both teams, Celtic up until the close game, <laughs> had started very, very well. And they just have, as it has to be a, a degree. Like I mentioned, Rangers are quite calm just now. Cause Is that their strongest area now, midfield Rangers, would you yes. say? Or well, I suppose you could you could make a case, certainly for Morelos leading the mm. line, but is it is it the numbers or the options in midfield which makes you say that? Well, as I, I've, I've said that over the last few years, I always felt Celtic did a better midfield range, and I always felt that's where the games could be determined. And and I think ultimately over the course of the season, Celtic had that firepower. Christie, McGregor, Rogic, when he was fit, seemed to chip in with a lot of goals. Rangers seemed to struggle in that area. But at this moment in time, Rangers midfield looks strong physically as well. You know they've got they've, they've got a bit of power about them now, and they've got more options. But I've, as I've said, um, Gordon, it has to be seen. You know you have to go to places like Petrodre, like um, you know Tyne Castle, etc., and dig out results. Celtic minds it that last year. Rangers have got to prove it this year David I think I'm getting to grips with the way this rivalry works in the programme sometimes but sometimes mm-hmm. I'm surprised so ex- explain this to me as a Rangers fan would you prefer just, would you prefer sorry. Celtic went out of Europe because that's funny to you and that's the way rivalry works you want to laugh at your rivals or would that allow them to focus more on the league and be detrimental to Rangers attempts to win the league have you thought that far ahead? No in terms of playing matches a eh? Both continue as long as they can If you understand what I'm saying yeah. uh, I just think at the back now Rangers have stronger More I think they've got more variations In the midfield area Variations mean how you set up uh, I just think they've got good width as well Attacking options yeah, I mean, Mark Weedy, that's the thing. For us, it's easy for us. We're we're sort of team coefficient. We just want everybody to go through to the group stages if possible. I just wonder yeah. if we're at the stage where people are already thinking about what bearing it may or may not have on on a title race. I'm sure they will. And w- whatever happens, I think particularly with Rangers, if they go through, it's a positive because it's money back. Celtic, I think Celtic need to go through in terms of. You know, for for morale and you know Quantum question is, marks, it? yeah, it's like crashed out of two European tournaments back to back weeks. It's not good, not good at all. But bigger pitch, what you're asking, Gordon, I think you can actually spin either scenario in a positive way. Without a Europe, we can now just concentrate domestically week to week because it's such a big season to go and either win nine in a row or stop nine in a row. We're through. 
Yeah, it means we're playing Thursday, Sunday, but we've got eight, nine, ten, eleven million pounds in the bank, and also it enhances if players do well, it enhances their market value as well. We've got big squads, so it allows our, our fringe players game times in, in different competitions. Okay, thank you very much to David in Wisher. So one four one nine five one one zero two five to join him. Just before we get the full time teaser up and running, let me tell you about this. Register with German Donner Kebab, Renfield Street, Glasgow. Yes, we had another winner on the cash mm. register today. Yeah, I had the written down, yeah. Writing that down has just won you that money. You're the winner today on cash register. Oh, you're joking me. Honestly. Honestly, I that thought, money I is someone yours. Someone has a wind up with me, man. Honestly. Oh, I'm shaking. Honestly. It's safe to say Ryan It was not a wind up Ryan's now off to check His online banking Maybe he's gone to the cash machine Just to see it Get double confirmation The money is his uh, I'm sure the three daughters There will be able to help him Spend all that cash We're starting a brand new game Of cash register tomorrow morning So make sure you're listening To Bowie at Breakfast At 8am To find out how much You could win across The Hits Radio Network Scotland And maybe Just maybe You could be the next winner Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're here till 8 o'clock, so plenty of time to get in touch on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Two big Europa League qualifiers tomorrow. Big league games round the corner as well. A transfer window which closes in. 12 days time I think it is So lots to get through Give us a call on 01419511025 Before we go any further It's only fair that we get the full time teaser up and running And tonight's has been sent in by David Ewing So thanks to David for sending it in He got in touch via the email address Fulltime at Clyde1.com That's fulltime at Clyde1.com That's where you need to send your questions If you want to hear them on the show So David says tonight Can you name 13 Scottish players To score at the new Wembley Stadium Quite a simple question Not too sure if the answers are simple But can you name 13 Scottish players To score at the new Wembley Stadium He says it's senior football only And he got the results from Wikipedia The, the ever reliable <laughs> Well John McGinn's one John McGinn is one Were you there? At the playoff final? Yeah No I wasn't I just wondered if you'd gone down I was thinking about Stephen it Stephen Fletcher? Know. Stephen Fletcher is not correct Robert Snodgrass Robert Snodgrass is also incorrect So who did you say McGinn? Oh Charlie Mulgrew So was that 2000? Was it the, the new Wembley's formed? 2000 or 2001? Charlie Mulgrew is not one No I think it was about uh, Ross McCormick? No oh, 506 Maybe opened the uh, gym Yeah that's right Aye, yeah. aye the, the old one Sorry finished to mm-hmm. 1990 2000 That's what it was I think the last one was 2000 The old one So, so you've got one You've got John McGinn so far 12 more to go See Scotland that the, Played down there a couple of times When Gordon Strachan was the manager I'm trying to think who scored um, You're right We lost in, one of those games those 3-0 games. So clearly yeah. wasn't that night But the other one Was a friendly a 3-2 mm-hmm. uh, Yeah three. I was there that night um, Russell Martin No Chris Martin Lee Griffiths Well funny you should say that I'll take pity on you Chris Martin is one It wasn't for Scotland You've you've stumbled no, across no. One of the hardest ones It was it was, for, it was for Luton In the league In the football league playoff So yeah Better to be lucky than good As they say Chris Martin Kenny Miller Yes He scored for Scotland That night against yeah. England 
Okay, that's a, that's a good okay. start. So we've got uh, Chris Martin, Kenny Miller, and John McGinn. Three down, ten to go. Let's hear your attempts on Twitter, please. At Clyde SSB. Don't uh, be looking at Wikipedia. Yeah, don't be looking at Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, we're in the last fortnight of the transfer window. Uh, do, do, do you see it heating up between now and then? Maybe. It's obviously a bit different now. With we're we're on our own, separate from uh-huh. from England's transfer window, but we can still bring players in from there. Do, do you see a lot of business? I think yeah, fans. I, I see a couple of major bits being done. Yeah. I do Yeah I think there's a, there's a There's a lot of mileage left In this transfer window For sure For Celtic In for, particular Yeah But I don't think Rangers will be dormant I think they'll still try and do something um, uh, But um, Yeah I think Celtic in particular Yes Do you think other than Ryan Kent Rangers would sign anyone else Because obviously The interview last week Stephen Gerrard said That was them done And then they then signed Andy King Yeah But other than Ryan Kent If Ryan Take Ryan Kent out of the equation Do you think they would still Look to sign someone else Obviously if it comes within budget Somebody attractive uh, A left yes, back Yes Yeah a left back and, and Kent You know As much as they have Got really good options now But if you've got the chance To go and get Kent you know, if you can get them over the line, then the Rangers will, will do it all day long. I hope Aberdeen fans forgive me for saying this because, of course, we want to see the best players stay here. But there is a l- weird, twisted part of me that would love to see Sam Cosgrove move to Lazio as per this transfer <laughs> rumor, yeah. just because of how bonkers it would be. Yeah. I mean, where did it come from? If you think mm-hmm. of Sam Cosgrove comes from Carlisle, most people have gotten written off early for on. Twenty grand, and all of a yeah. sudden, he's a, he's a he's a reported target for Lazio. Incredible but it just shows stuff. you Gordon If you give people time That's what I'm trying to say The whole, the whole ball and golly aspect mm-hmm. or, or Julian Or anybody It's like We're just instantly Making judgement as people Whereas Cosgrove I mean I can even remember Willie Miller and that You know they'll say No he's, 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 he's no good You need to move him out And get, you know Get someone else in After 20 games I don't think he scored a goal But then He's now prolific He's like the you know, mo- The most important player Probably in the Aberdeen side And then you'll get Somebody strange enough I've just seen today that um, Graham Shinney Who was a former Captain there yeah. And obviously In a real instrumental yeah. Talking about going to Rangers Last year and stuff Goes to Derby He's now Been demoted To the reserves So you know Listen Things can change Very yeah. very quickly For you Or against mm. you in football Sorry Aberdeen fans I do hope he stays But you know where I'm coming from It would just There would be something Magnificent about it Anyway Let's go back to the phones And speak to John Who's a Celtic fan In Parkhead Hi John Hi Gordon How you doing alright Yes How are you guys How Hi you John doing? Hey John I just last, I was trying to go in the last couple of nights and I think the criticism Neil Lennon's getting is mental. Honest, I don't know whether it comes. I was sitting in work today and I was listening to two Rangers fans and a Celtic fan talking about them and I had to go in and I said, "Who's tap of the league?" No, and the uh, Celtic. I was like, "What are you talking about?" I says, "The guys lost one match. It was a European match." I says. Think. 
Yeah, I mean, again, you know, listen, we're very early on in the season, but that's the nature of um, the West of Scotland, uh, where everyone has got their opinion very, very early. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to change. I've, I've heard a lot of Rangers fans themselves saying, you know, we're delighted that uh, Neil Lennon get the, the job. They think that that is going to be an advantage. The bottom line is your team has to be good enough to take advantage of anything that happens, no matter whether it's a manager, whether it's a slip-up, whether somebody gets injured, key players. And these are the things, I think, that uh, that, that can, I think sometimes you can't, you can't foresee. You know, who keeps fit and healthy? You can get a key player... That you know that can just get an injury for absolutely nothing out of the blue, and that can have a major impact. And that's the reason why what marks himself and and I agree that I still think there's going to be a, still a bit of work to come in the transfer window because I think both clubs will try and make sure they've got every cover, every bit of top yeah. level cover, just in case. Yeah. But see, can I come back in, God? Of course you can. It's just uh, every time I talk to it, especially Celtic fans, the, the ones that have come on the show, know them obviously, but. Uh, and they never ever say they never give me a reason why Neil Lennon's not the man they just say oh we should get somebody else we should get somebody bigger they never actually stipulate what the guy has done no he deserves the job know what I mean they, and they I think see as well never, never, it's a redundant conversation John really because he is the manager and it's not Neil Lennon's fault <laughs> that he was offered the job what was he meant to do no take it you know, so he was offered the job by the Celtic board and accepted it. Why Celtic supporters? I think you're are still, you're time still, you're still allowed what? to to analyse yeah. and, and yes, judge whether you think he's the right man or not. Aye, of course, sure, no one's blaming it, him for taking it. it. Dominate, but why should it dominate the conversation at the moment? I don't see that's why it should that. dominate it. Aye. And that's my point. <laughs> Especially well, in the talk about all day long. We'll talk about Celtic and Rangers managers mm. every day of the season, whether they're doing good, bad, or indifferent. But should it dominate it? No, I don't. At this moment in time, as you say, they're sitting top. It's been a disaster getting knocked out of the Champions League, but it happened last season as well. Well, in fairness, as much as yeah, you're right, it is dominating. I wouldn't disagree with that, but it's part of a bigger web, is it not? Because people are mentioning recruitment or lack of. They're mentioning future signings. They're talking about okay, well, the that's the, well, that's, that's a bigger picture. That is a makeup and the strategy and the long term planning yeah, of I mean, the football club. That's, that's been discussed as well. Lenny. Yeah, but and rightly so. so. If we want to talk about that. That's a different conversation that doesn't necessarily involve Neil Lennon. That's about the club's policy in terms of what they do with scouting and, and recruitment. And at the moment, and this, this window's not in isolation, at the moment, I don't think it's good enough. And that's why I said that Jan, if Celtic are going to continue to win the league and try to get into the Champions League, and if they don't, you know, the, the, the club or the supporters are going to meltdown. Celtic need to treat the January window Every bit as important, if not more importantly, in the August window. And if you're going to sign a player on loan in January now, you need to get him for 18 months. Because what's the point in bringing him in for six months to lose him when your £25 mm. million pound game is six weeks away? So they've got to maybe have to just rethink their structure. John, the reasons that the Celtic fans have been on earlier give are usually along the lines of it's not all based in this season. They didn't like some of the football towards the end of the last campaign as well. I take it you're not buying into any of that stuff. No, I'm not buying it that way Because I'll tell you why, right And that's what I'm talking about You're talking about last night With a generation thing, right I remember I would have loved Celtic To play crap And win the matches I remember the days So um, I'm quite happy Celtic just winning uh, And if they play good football It's a bonus for me Especially probably now And maybe Rangers getting a wee bit closer But as long as Celtic keep winning that's the secret for me. You can't. I don't know. How you can criticise a winning team. I just don't know how you can do it. What about you know? what about recruitment then, John? Between now and the next twelve days, transfer window. 
Let's say you're in charge Something happens You're the man in charge How many How many are you Wanting to sign Realistically I would like to get Another couple of fullbacks For a left one And a right one uh, Possibly Maybe bring in uh, Another centre half But definitely A couple of Couple of fullbacks I still think we need uh, Just to um, So there's a bit of competition there mm. uh, the I don't m- think I don't think Bolly's that bad You know I don't think he's that bad No I think he just needs A wee bit more time to set I think he's good going forward that's why we did well against St Johnston and Murrowell. When we come up against a, a, a sturdier team, though, he probably struggles slightly, but he's, he's still to settle. But I think that a bit of competition, he might up his game a bit. Jim, what would be the minimum requirement? Because we don't agree on anything in this mm. part of the world yet. I think you'd be hard pushed to find a Celtic fan who doesn't think they need fullbacks because they've only got one in each position. Mm. So even if even if, even if you thought they were world yeah. beaters and people don't, you would you would still need more. So what's the minimum yeah. requirement there and, and where else in the team? I think Celtic will look to bring in four players before the transfer window finishes. I think, and I think they will bring in four. I think I'm, I'm with Mark, maybe a goalkeeper, uh, both fullbacks, um, and you know whatever else Neil Lennon thinks, possibly a a striker, an out and out striker. Um, you know, I think that it's one of those ones where, or, or you know, maybe maybe a, another wide player. Yeah, I think um, a white player too, Jim. On, on the radar, Jordan Ives, a name that's not. Yeah, Jordan Ives going away. So, so a white player must be on the radar too. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, the question some of your fellow Celtic fans would be asking though is: if we were to bring four in, can we trust that would be the right four? These would be the same guys who have not been impressed with Julian or Ball and Golly, so are saying to themselves, "Well, even if we do sign them, what's what's the guarantee that that they'll be any good? How much faith do you have in the recruitment process?" I get faith because the recruitment process has been better than it's not been, um, and you can wear the the past signings. And of course, we're going to sign players that maybe no uh, make it at Celtic for. It might, it might not just be for them, but there's there is definitely players in the past that you can go and say that the actual uh, process of signing players has been pretty decent. I think. Mark, that just Mark, does it strikes me as that really depends on. On what your views are You'll pick Aye. the good ones If you think it's yeah. been good and you, Because there are there are good ones And there are plenty of bad ones To pick as well yeah. I think well, we've got to be well, honest about that If you look at the most recent look, look, Everybody knows that Celtic Managed to do some And yeah Outstanding Business with Wanyama And Foster And, and Hooper And Dembele. you know Whoever else Dembele Van Dyke. I mean absolutely You can't, you can't deny that It was absolutely outstanding Business But The last one of them Was what three years ago so now look at look at this window so far. So you can't really judge. You, you can have an opinion, but you can't make a judgment yet. It's too early. So go back to the January window. What light was it? Bio Shved. So far, you wouldn't say it was a great success. That said, Celtic still won the the, the treble. You go back to last August, no great in terms of the ins and outs. The way it worked, no great. And again, they were probably destabilised. We got out of the the Champions League for that short term. They didn't get John McGinn in. So you go back So as much as, as, as John's saying There's been some really good business there, there has been But All that great business Has been three, four, five, six years ago I don't think there's been I mean, outstanding well, I mean Edouard goes down as a good signing But it yeah. cost you £9 million as well So you yeah. sort of balance those up Yeah Look I'm not saying it's been bad But I don't think it's been great There's certainly room mm. for improvement Alright thanks to John in Parkhead Let's check in on tonight's Full time teaser Sent in by David Ewing He's looking for 13 Scottish players To score at the new Wembley Stadium Guys like Chris Martin Kenny Miller And John McGinn Oliver McBurney No You would have thought so Given the amount of goals He's scored recently But he's not one James Morrison Yes 
He also scored for, for Scotland, Scotland that night. Yep. Yeah. James MacArthur. James MacArthur is not one of them. I'm just thinking of teams in the playoffs. Tom Kearney. Yes, well done. Yeah, Tom Kearney did it for Fulham in the playoff final. Callum Patterson. Nope. Chris Maguire. No. Stephen Pearson. Yes, that's a great shout for Derby, Derby. County way yeah. back 2007. Yeah. No. Is that Billy Davis team one? Yeah. I think we'll leave it there because you're doing quite well. Stephen Pearson, Chris Martin. Tom Kearney John McGinn James Morrison Kenny Miller Is that six? I think you've got six out of the 13 And we'll try and get the rest of the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy's here Mark Weedy's alongside him And they're putting their heads together Trying to come up with the answers To this teaser sent in by David Ewing If you want to send a question in We'd love to have it So send it over to Fulltime at Clyde1.com Tonight says 13 Scottish players to score At the new Wembley Stadium Guys like Stephen Pearson Chris Martin Kenny Miller James Morrison John McGinn Tom Kearney Yeah I've just remembered there That Spurs Played at Wembley uh, For 14-15 I wonder if anybody scored Against Spurs No uh, at Wem- No they didn't <laughs> Right okay So we're going to see Maybe somebody like Matt Ritchie Or no. something like that then uh, Charlie Adam Yes Charlie Adam For, for Blackpool for In Blackpool, the 2010 yeah. Championship Playoff final Paul Gallagher Nope Kevin McDonald, the other the Fulham midfielder. No. Nope. No. There was two Scots did it in the same game. It was an FA Cup semi final. Oh, a semi final. Mm. Right. I think it was yeah, semi final. Yeah. What year? What year? Was, was it one of the, the lower league teams? Twenty fourteen semi final. Yeah. Twenty fourteen. Um, there's actually there's a there's a. a there's a wee bonus one Right that I've taken out for you So Aidan Connolly did it for York right. In the, oh, right, in the right. FA Trophy But I t- took that one out right, for you Because okay. I thought we'd be here until We're still at 13 <laughs> We'd yeah. be here until Easter So um, yeah. you're still at 13 Stephen Doby He's a good bet really For any goal scoring question isn't he no. Yes What well, is, oh, is yeah. it alright bro Swansea in the 2011 Championship playoff final Okay let's leave it there You've got one, two, three, four, five to get Let's speak to Gary Who is in Easter House Hi Gary Hi, how you doing, alright? Yes, Gary, what's on your mind? Um, just two points uh, One's regarding uh, Neil Lennon um, And then my second point I just want to put across to uh, Mark Weedy It's regarding um, Peter Lowell Do that first then, let's um, go to your second point first The second one um, Mark, I was spoke before I think it was um, last the last one The uh, summer window when Dumbelli left mm-hmm. um, I think I was on having a go um, At Peter Lowell mm-hmm. Um, and I think you were saying to yourself Just have a breather Wait till the window's shut And then assess it and stuff yeah. Obviously the window's shut And Dumbelli gets sold And we've done nothing about it The Blue McGinn deal Etc um, And then I've been listening Over the previous weeks Obviously with the, the sailor Kieran Tierney and stuff um, And I've I've been kind of listening to the show And I'm not just yourself I'm not singling you Mark But I think that The rest of your pundits on the show Maybe an exception with Hugh Evans, But I think that Peter's getting an easy an easy ride again. I mean, because, for instance, I mean, within that year I've spoke to you, we've got sold to Armstrong, Dumbelli, Brendan Rogers. we got a fee for him. And then Kieran Tierney, that kind of totals up to 61 million. Um, and then we're kind of, he's taking a 2 million bonus again. I mean, do you think he merits a bonus for basically failing in Europe and then selling a big player to make up for it? 
don't think whether he gets a bonus or that. I have no idea if he gets a bonus. It might be a matter of public record. I don't know um, whether he deserves a bonus or not. It's not up to me because he's not, you know, he's not a team manager or a player. So it's what he does with the whole shape of the football club, Gary. It's not just down to what happens on the field, albeit in the wrong direction. Yeah, albeit that what happens on the field is the most important part. Um, of a football club They say he's got an easy ride In, in terms of the, the John McGinn thing I'm not singling out Peter Lawwell for criticism But I did say that The John McGinn one I think should have got over the line And it would be a signing That would come back to haunt Celtic In terms of not getting them And I think you look at the impact That he's made down south And now Off the top of my head You're probably looking He's worth a minimum 30 million quid um, down the road for somebody that you could have got for, for 3 million and maybe 15, 20 grand a week It's not even just that Era, era 61 million figure just for players getting sold After yeah. that you've got to look into The wage bill for football departments 59, 60 million I think that may have dropped though um, Okay so it's dropped um, up until recently mm-hmm. Up until recently it's Aye. 59, 60 then, So it's not like money's in. not been spent It's just how it's been spent And I think that needs to improve As a, as a football club on the whole, on the whole, it has to improve. But How Mark, do they spend their money? Mark, everybody forgets as well. We are selling six fifty-two thousand season books for four years in a row. We're selling three new kits every year as well. So where does that money go? Because well, it goes into the club somewhere. And listen, the there's, club, a, there's, a, there's a there's a healthy. Yeah, well, that comes into the club goes back out onto onto the field, and it doesn't. Well, sixty million of it does, but I agree with you in terms of there should be more money spent, and I think Celtic need to add. Quarterly, where I think they've, they've lacked so far in, in recent windows, and in particular, this it should be. It's not, as I said earlier, about an hour ago, this is not a year for work in progress signings. This is a year mm. for going out. And for me, if you need to, if Neil Lennon says we need to go and spend another 10, 12, 14 million quid to get the three or four players I need, I think Celtic should go and do it. Gary, now, it might well be, sorry, Gordon. As I've always said too Spending money doesn't guarantee him So if Neil Lennon sees 3 or 4 that he likes And they only cost 7 million Then great or the better in terms of the club But if it needs that extra 10, 12 million pounds To go and do what the manager wants I think he should be backed as best he can To go and do it Because see if Celtic don't do it And it doesn't work out this year They will they will live to regret not seizing the opportunity that they've got in their graphs just now as Jim falls off his chair again. Sorry about that. So I agree, this is not a time for, for messing about. This is a time for, I would say, spending every penny that you can, within reason, without going daft, but spending every penny that you can to get the right quality in the door. Not work in progress. We're going to need to get Jim a functioning stool. I don't know what's yeah. going on over here. Uh, Gary, is it more? Is the bigger question, Mark, about... How it gets spent Rather than that That total sum Because I, I'm, I'm not sure Maybe you, you'll, you'll argue But if someone If I was to say to you Maybe at the start of the window You know right You'll, you'll spend 13 million Or whatever it's been What is it So 10 and the two defenders El Hamed Maybe not quite as much as that yeah. So say 12, 12 million or so It sounds like a decent amount Gary But when you look at the returns not, so not far with, Not with the outgoings But with Bayata Lustig and all that Currently at the moment We're right back injured Well they weren't, they weren't Transfer to. fees though Where they are It makes it a bit easier To equate if you're talking About fees paid You've still got to replace There are big names At Bayata um, We're right back injured At the moment We've got a left back It's not trusted We're centre back He's not ready Julian Well I don't know If he's not ready Or not good enough um, But I mean We need to worry about this But mm. we've had Four months to have Replacements for them well, that, that, that's what I mean, Jim. They, yeah. they, therefore, it is about how you spend it rather than yeah. how much you spend. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I, Gary's mentioned it himself. He he just wasn't me. He rained off Bolingoli and Julian. They're worth ten million pounds. Yeah, and El Hamedi was I think was it was he about a million and a half or something like that. 
But listen, you know, it's it's difficult. You know, Celtic fans are, you know, always, you know, wanting their team to go out and spend money. And, um, you know, there has to, there still has to be a, a limit. And not just that, it's where the players will come here. I mean, it's Celtic are a massive club, but it is still difficult to attract top-class players to Scottish football. That's 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 the nature of it. And very difficult to try and get. So you could still go out and spend three, four, five million pounds and they're good players. But they're still not going to get the top level players. It's not going to happen. So they have um, to take they have, they have to take a risk carry somewhere along and developing players like Dembele, mm. like Edward, like Aye. Van Dyke when he came. So there still has to be a tight a settling in period for Celtic. Still spending some money. Yeah. I agree with you to spend some money, but I still think there has to be a realism that it's still Scottish football and it doesn't attract the top players. Just a question regarding obviously Neil Lennon as well. I'm not one for sacking managers, not especially a legend, a legend like Neil Lennon, but um, I just feel as if when Neil Lennon joined us the last time, I mean, he was he was one of the ones, I mean, he was quoted in saying that projects are something like his daughter done in school um, and he's sick of hearing about two and three year plans. He wants guys into their job the now, but now when you're hearing them in press conferences, he's saying, I we were looking to get a, after the Sarajevo game, to get a couple in before Kluge and then he's just dragging on he's starting to sound like a bit of a broken record I don't know if maybe is it direct, maybe used do you think he maybe needs a director of football in there just to get a bit of guidance you need to help you need, you need professional people in every area of the team and, and Neil Lennon will be frustrated because he doesn't go out and sign players he can help identify them and choose players he's got no input in getting them over the line he's only the first part of the process that's who I want and the rest of it's out of his hands and he can't afford to spend too much time you know worrying about because he's got a job to do every day and that is trying to win um, games of football but uh, like I said Celtic they go this is you know this is a nine months project for Celtic not a two or three month project uh, two Gar- or three year project Gary and Easterhouse thank you very much for the call that will be the last one of the evening because you two need to round off the mm. teaser for the 13 Scots to score at the new Wembley Stadium you've got Stephen Pearson Chris Martin Charlie Adams Stephen Dobie Tom Kearney John McGinn James Morrison Kenny Miller well, I remember too they played in the the semi final, which was Wigan. Wigan, that's right. right. And yeah. I'm thinking Sean Maloney. Yes, but there's another one from another semi final that had right. two Scottish scorers in it. So if you can come across that game, you'll be laughing. Mm. So yeah, uh, Sean Maloney is one though. Because I've got Gary Teal and James MacArthur, but no. you remember but Bur- one, so. it was Burnley. Right, if I told you the match was Sheffield United against Hull. Uh, well, John uh, Fleck Hull, Hull oh, I was going to say Right team though um, Okay Sheffield no. United Toiling Can't do it Okay mate. one of them still up here He's been injured For one of the big Oh Glasgow Jamie Murphy Jamie, Jamie Murphy. Murphy Jamie Murphy The other one I'll tell you Scottish clubs Livingston first Down the road Back up to St Johnson uh, Michael Hart Oh no he's a Scottish Scottish um, hmm. Let me think Oh he is but right. He's a small midfield type Oh, um, Stephen Scoogle. Stephen Scoogle. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. And I'm going to bring, I think I've pulled a rabbit. Go for it. There you go. Quick. Striker. Excellent Johnston. Yep. Keegan Parker. Oh, superb. Oh, what well a show that is. Keegan Parker. And the last one then you're looking for. What's this one to get? Yep, this mm. would be the hardest one. Coventry in the uh, League 2 playoff. Hard 2018. Keegan Parker. Yes. Well, sorry. Uh, of... Doyle. No, nah, I'm going to need to put you out your misery. Uh, he was a youngster at Aberdeen. Went to Fulham then Coventry Oh uh, r- r- Jack Grimmer We're out of time Grimmer. I'm afraid Jack Thank you We're back tomorrow night With Mark and Gordon Diel And Callum Gallagher Is up next
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.